Hey, this is Delitra. Hey, everybody, this is Angela. And you're listening to Nutrient Sisters, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to nourish your body and soul. Hey, y'all, we're back with another episode of Nutrient Sisters. If you're just joining us today, welcome. We encourage you to subscribe to our page so that you can always get new episodes. And for those of you who've been listening for I don't even know how many years it's been. Two years now, Delitra. Welcome back. We got a we got a good episode for y'all. Today we are talking about seed oils. This has this got a lot of people's panties in a bunch. The the the, <laughs> the folks all over TikTok, Instagram, any social media account. I mean, if you're watching videos on there, you you'll probably know what we're talking about. But a lot of people are starting to poo-poo on our seed oils. So we Mm -hmm. decided that we wanted to, you know, go through the research and see what we could find for you guys. But first, I want to start off with just a little, you know, FYI. So Delitra and I, we were in college between the years of 2009 to 2013. Okay, we're aging ourselves with that one. But it's important (laughs) to know... (laughs) Because as nutrition professionals, we are taught to follow a specific guideline in school, right? So usually like USDA, you know, the FDA, things like that. And for most universities around the country, it's the exact same curriculum. So if you go to school in one state, you're going to find basically the same curriculum in another state. New things that we find are, are kind of slow to be incorporated into school's curriculum For instance, intuitive eating, which we've talked about before in a different episode, very popular in the media. And I'd be interested to know if it's taught at the university level at this point. But what people need to realize is that nutrition is ever-changing, always growing. We learn each year. So unlike maybe other professions, we as nutrition professionals, we have to continue to educate ourselves and move with the research. So whether or not we come to the conclusion today that seed oils are suddenly bad for us, this is an important conversation that we would like for you guys to understand for future conversations as well, that we are always educating ourselves. We continue to do that. And especially with this podcast, we, you know, we have to because we don't want to bring false information to you all. So. Anything you want to add to that, Delitra, before I move on to the greatest episode we've ever made? (laughs) (laughs) I will add that I was a little nervous about what you're about to say, but totally co-signed that. And also, I thought about that when the discussion of seed oils have come up. I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm just like really behind from what I learned in college. and. There's something new out there that I'm not aware of. Honestly, I mean, I can be affected just like the regular consumer and and start thinking like, okay, well, I keep hearing this information. I would imagine that these concerns are based off of something that they've seen or experienced. Mm -hmm. And I will see it has affected some of the choices that I've made in in the grocery store. So that was Mm -hmm. a great... (laughs) a great statement about that because I was like "Hmm, maybe there's something I don't know about yet so I'm happy that we're talking about this and I was able to look through the different evidence and arguments that are out there about seed oils so right 
excited to oh, talk about glad. it. I know you were a little nervous because I didn't tell you what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you tell me you have something to say and don't tell me that, I'm like, hmm, must be right. something bad. Because usually we just ripped either way. So it's like, right. I trust. I pretty much trust what you're going to say. <laughs> right. Let's get back mm-hmm. to the conversation. So seed oils. These are yeah. the claims that we're hearing. Seed oils are bad for you. Seed oils are inflammatory and they're toxic to the human body. Those are the claims that we're hearing, right? This is what's all right. over online, right? Yes. Well, let's go all the way back. So in 1922, Crisco became a thing, right? So everybody was using Crisco. And Crisco, which resembles lard, is made from cottonseed oil. And so 1922, we were like, yeah, use this. This is way better for you than lard. Lots of health, heart, heart healthy properties, blah, blah, blah. Right. We started using Crisco. And then from there, we started using a lot more of the seed oils. And when we talk about seed oils, we're talking about soybean, corn, canola, cottonseed, rapeseed, grapeseed, sunflower, and safflower. Now, eventually... We cut Crisco out because we were like, oh, just kidding. It's high in trans and saturated fats. So going back to my original conversation, when research comes out, we can take a step back and we can say, you know what? We were wrong, right? That's what happened with Crisco. High in trans fats, saturated fats, clogging arteries, not good for you. So we were like, all right, never mind. We're going to keep using these seed oils, though, because they're pretty good for you, right? Mm -hmm. So... And they and they became less ex- and they were they were inexpensive, right? So canola and yeah. vegetable oil are primarily like you know your inexpensive oils compared to other ones. And we promoted them. Americans promoted it as a healthier um, oil to include in your diet. It's even on the label if you look at the labels. <laughs> but now we're hearing all these negative claims. And the thing that people need to know is that if you look at like the science, I guess. Seed oils contain two polyunsaturated fatty acids that are essential to your body, right? You need these. Mm-hmm. We call them omega-3 and omega-6. These are important fats that can help lower inflammation in your body. They can help reduce cholesterol levels, especially things like LDL, which we know as, quote unquote, your bad cholesterol, right? Now you're probably thinking, okay, Angela, but I heard on TikTok that Omega-6 is bad for your body. And that's not really true, right? According to research. Mm-hmm. The main thing when people talk about omega-6 is that it can convert into a fatty acid, which I'm going to butcher this one. A- Araya- no, I'm going to butcher. I can't even say it. Areacodonic acid. Areacodonic acid is a building block for molecules that can promote inflammation blood clotting, and constriction of blood vessels. So, okay, yeah, that sounds kind of scary. But the body also converts areacodonic acid into molecules that can calm inflammation and fight blood clots. So it kind of can do both, which is a you know, confusing thing. But according to an assistant professor of medicine at Harvard, she said, or that, or they said, okay, I'm going to say they because I don't know if that's a female or a male. They said right. omega-6 fats are not only safe, but they are also beneficial for the heart and circulation. Many studies 
showed the rates of heart disease went down as consumption of omega-6 fats went up. So that's kind of nice, okay? Right? Yeah. You keep going, and then you find out, okay, well, when we promote olive oil, which is oleic acid, we talk about, oh, it's heart healthy, it lowers your cholesterol, it's anti-inflammatory. Well, mm-hmm. canola and sunflower oil are also high in oleic acid. So there are certain things... And that's just what I found. Alicia, I'll let you talk in a minute because I've been talking no, a lot. No, that's fine. No. But those are just some things, you know, certain things that we found. Are there research articles that do say that omega-6 aren't as healthy for you? Yeah, there definitely are. I found some online. But those were from years ago. And, you know, when we when we look at research, we like to start off or we like to look at things that are at least five to ten years. Um, when, right. you, when you look at things that are a little bit older than that, then you start to kind of like, well, we've got newer research now. So these are from more modern research articles that I found. Delitra, I'm interested to hear if yeah. you found anything on omega-6 or seed oils in general. Similar findings that you had also supporting omega-6 polyunsaturated fat intake and that that is not something that we should be concerned of and all of the great things that it does. And it's interesting because every time I hear about avoiding seed oils, it's too, because it's inflammatory, like it's going to give you a whole bunch of inflammation. So it's interesting that omega-6 facts have been correlated with lower rates of inflammation. And it looks like that people are recommending Instead, like the people that are against that are recommending animal fats, so saturated fats and coconut oil and animal fats, Mm -hmm. which are linked to inflammation. And of course, you know, it it depends on the amount of those fats that we're eating. And it found that those there are three kinds of fats that are inflammatory, included saturated fats, trans fat, which has been banned in the most recent years in the United States, and also oxidized rancid fats. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about, you know, how an oil can become rancid and apparently can become rancid while it's in the your pantry if, if it has exposure to oxygen and also heat, mm-hmm. which is something that I've discussed before in some of the nutrition classes that I have conducted, just letting them know about the different smoke points for oils and how some, you know, how a different oil could be better depending on what you're doing in the kitchen. So, you know, usually, you know, I would say like canola oil and sunflower oils are good choices for things that you're frying. So you're cooking at a higher heat Mm -hmm. and... Typically, I would say that olive oil is not good for frying, but I did see some article that was talking about that it's a reasonable choice for frying. I usually think of that um, as more of like a sauteing type of oil or something like you make with salad dressing or things like that. Right. But apparently this person was saying that it's relatively resistant to oxidation. And I did look up the various smoke points, just to see if I remembered what I have learned. And it does look like, like I was saying, canola oil, 
sunflower oil, peanut oil, which I'm, I'm including some of the other oils. Avocado and coconut oil are the oils that are recommended for high heat and they have higher smoke points compared to the other ones. So I found it interesting that people, again, would recommend some of the, the saturated fats that could contribute to inflammation if they're so concerned about inflammation. Mm-hmm. Another thing that was interesting to me is there was a debate about like the like Americans eat too much omega-6 mm-hmm. in comparison to omega-3s. And apparently there was some philosophy that our ancestors had balanced levels of omega-6 and omega-3s mm. intake and that we should, you know, model that, which I'm always super hesitant to information where people talk about our ancestors <laughs> and eating right. like our ancestors because we are not like them and they had lower life expectancies than we see now. And we're just not in that same, we don't have that same environment. But I did see some information that said that the amount of omega-6 that, you know, people are concerned of that we eat is exaggerated. Although, where did I see this? That there there are concerns about like the omega-6 intakes that we, like the seed oil intake specifically that we receive through packaged snacks mm-hmm. and french fries because those are not our healthy <laughs> foods that we would like to have every day because they tend to be high, high in refined carbohydrates, sodium and sugar. And the, I think I also saw that Harvard commentary that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, sure, if you cut back on these foods, chances are you're going to, to feel better. Mm-hmm. And that is a similar thought process that I have with people who have success with keto and um, like a lower carbohydrate lifestyle. And I'm like, well, sure, because now you're not eating ice cream every day and french (laughs) fries, you know, and and honey buns and things like that. So, you know, I can see how you can have some some positive outcomes there. And we also don't want to forget about, you know, some of our – are healthier options to you every day, nuts and seeds that are good sources of omega-6. And like you were saying, they can help lower cholesterol. It can also lower blood sugar if your blood sugar is high and reduce heart disease risk. So we're missing out on all of those things when we take out omega-6 foods or seed mm-hmm. oils in our diet. Yeah. Yeah. And when you were talking about the... um like oxidized fats, um, mm-hmm. which is concerning. Because I think a lot of people, <laughs> they buy those huge <laughs> buckets of, you know, oils. Like, and I don't think, like, I know for, I say this because I know, like, my mom does. <laughs> my I was going to say, I don't know about this. My mom will have, like, this oil in her cabinet for years and years and years. It's one of those big, <laughs> big old gallons of like canola or vegetable oil. And right. I don't think a lot of people know that like it goes rancid, like it shouldn't be in your cabinet for years and years and years. Right. 
And so like I always recommend that people buy like, you know, just smaller bottles. You use it as you need it because otherwise, yeah, it's going to it's going to go bad. And then, yeah, that's what is going to make it become even, you know, inflammatory when it becomes rancid. And then the heating of it. So I think when I saw an article, um, people were talking about or there was a professor that was talking about how, yeah, like when a lot of Americans consume these seed oils, especially when we're deep frying. And Mm. so he was kind of basically saying that, like, you know, yeah, like if you're going to deep fry it, first of all, that's going to change the chemistry of that oil. And then if you continue to use that oil that you've deep fried something in, so AK, you know, think about like a fast food restaurant, they don't change out that oil after every French fry they, you know, they fry. So they're just repeatedly frying, frying, frying in this oil. And then, of course, yeah, that's going to be inflammatory regardless. I mean, you shouldn't be eating fried foods anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, in that sense, yeah, of course, that's where you're going to get some of that inflammation from. And it also depends on what you're deep frying. You know, if you're deep frying like chicken that already has a high amount of saturated fat in it, then, yeah, that's inflammatory. Right. But, uh, yeah, like you said, if you're making like a little salad dressing, even if you're just using a small amount of saute to bake, that, that same professor was saying from Harvard, they were saying that like, yeah, like, in the home, you're generally safe. It's when you start to buy those packaged foods and you start to go to the restaurants and stuff like that. That's where you're going to find that it might be a little bit more inflammatory. But that's because of the, you know, the heating process, whether it's gone rancid or not through being on the shelf, the refined, you know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a refined process. So yeah. though that is what I saw for whether or not it would be a bad choice or not. But the mo- the general consensus that I saw was that it's it's fine, and you're yeah. right. Like the people who are most concerned, it seems like are like you should eat coconut oil. And I've always told my clients like coconut oil is good in moderation. I like it because it offers that like coconutty flavor. But I wouldn't be like you should deep fry your chicken in canola oil. Like I know it, it just doesn't make that much sense to me. But yeah. you know. People do, people and do I what always, they want. <laughs> right. I tell clients to treat coconut oil like butter. So in, in general, I mean, I know there's some people that they're not cautious about butter because I'm, I'm seeing now on Instagram, they're just eating it out the pack. But mm-hmm. in general, you know, it, it's recommended to, to use butter sparingly. Mm-hmm. So I try to tell them like, you know, it's kind of similar, although I know there are you know, some benefits with cooking and health with coconut oil compared to butter. But I treat it that way. And I did also see a consumer report that referenced two research articles, just so, you know, people want to know that we're just not following what this guy said from Harvard, although I do trust, you know, the Harvard publication. There was on PubMed biomarkers of Dietary omega-6 fatty acid and incident cardiovascular disease and mortality, but basically higher levels of LA were significantly associated with lower risk of total CVD, so heart disease, cardiovascular mortality, and ischemic stroke. Mm. And they were also not associated with higher risk of cardiovascular outcomes. And then there was also 
the study, and I'm not going to say it correctly, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. but it's serum omega-6 polyunsaturated fatty acids and the risk of death. It was the QPOE, ischemic heart disease risk factor study. And that study followed 2,500 men for an average of 22 years, uh, 22 years and found that those with the highest blood levels of linoleic acid had a 43% lower risk of dying from any disease during the study period than those with the lowest and higher blood levels of, and I'm also not going to say it quickly, arachidonic acid yeah. reduced the risk of dying by 20%. So to me, that was compelling evidence as well. And also thinking about inflammation in general, because I, I feel like that that is a hot term that we hear mm-hmm. in social media, reducing inflammation, reducing inflammation, and also knowing that definitely we can eat a diet that can support our body doing all the great things. We talked about that before when it comes to like supporting our organs that help our body detox different things. But there are things outside of diet that I'm not sure I'm hearing a lot of information about that contribute to inflammation, like our stress, our weight, our lack of exercise can also mm-hmm support information in our body and also information is a normal part of our body this is our defense mechanism to to injury or infection so it's not always a bad thing that is happening but i just always hear like stop you know stop doing this to prevent inflammation and it's always some expensive product and mm-hmm. i i really like avocado oil but it's like $14 at the grocery store. Right, right. And I am really hesitant to that, especially now with, you know, the way things are with inflation. So it's, I'm, I'm a hard sell when it comes to, to upselling products like that. But it can be tricky for somebody who's very vulnerable and, and they're not sure. And like I said, I started to have some sort of thought process because I'm, I, I keep hearing this stuff. Um, not just on social media, but offline in conversations with other people. And I'm like, do I need to reevaluate, you know, what I have in, excuse me, in my pantry? Mm-hmm. Um, is there something that I'm I'm missing here? So right. I, I feel like we talk about this in a lot of episodes about, you know, doing our due diligence of who is sharing this information mm. and take an inventory on how that may relate to you and your family and your your situation financially personal beliefs all right. those things yeah and i think it's also important for people to remember portion size right a serving size for canola oil is one tablespoon <laughs> you know and people need to realize that because like as americans we double it right like we always just double everything so if you are eating anti-oxidant rich vegetables fruits you're eating your whole grains you're eating the appropriate portion sizes for things including oil you should be good to go (laughs) right and and Mm -hmm. and when we look at um omega-6 
Omega-6 you can get from safflower, sunflower, corn oil, soybean, sunflower seeds, walnuts, pumpkin seeds. So for people who are like, omega-6 is so bad for you. So you just want me to cut out all these good things. We know that walnuts have great properties, especially when it, you know, when we talk about brain health, you know, we always talk about walnuts and brain health. You want me to cut walnuts out? Pumpkin seeds? You trying to tell me pumpkin seeds are bad for me? No, no. And then when we look at omega-3, so you're looking at flax seeds, so flaxseed oils, chia seeds, walnuts again, a lot of your oily fishes like salmon and herring, mackerel. These are all really good things, especially when you're consuming the correct portion size. And Mm. for some things when you're eating in moderation, right? Like nuts are great, but they're high in, they are high in fat, but they do have a good amount of protein. So we always tell people you need to watch your portion size. Um, Right. Now there are things that you should avoid, which would be the oxidized fats, the trans fats. Now this is a different type of fat. This Mm. is Usually when you fry foods, remnants of trans fats are are in the food that you're eating. And then also in animal fats, right? There's small, naturally small amounts in animal fats. Um, And then obviously some of your like, well, it used to be some of your processed foods that were on the the shelves, but they Mm -hmm. have recently taken away trans fats. But we know that those were bad for you. So again, when we talk about, you know, these seed oils, you're mostly deep frying. Deep frying can have high amounts of trans fats in them. So you shouldn't be frying your foods. <laughs> so yeah. Preferably. That, yeah. So yeah, that could yeah. also cause that inflammation. What you're talking about when we talk right. about, you know, seed oil yeah. inflammation. But Yeah. And going back to like when you're talking about the deep frying, obviously when you do that, that's a higher concentration of oil. And I saw somebody on Instagram recently. They were, what is, I, I, it was just a reel about them making breakfast for their family. And she fried her eggs in an unbelievable amount of oil. I've never mm. seen that much before. And she was like, if you want to comment about the oil, don't. And then she edited it again and said that it was avocado oil. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you know, right. that's still too much oil, no matter which right. one it is. And also... With the conversation about toxicity, what's the phrase? Like the the dose makes the poison. So really all of everything that there's too, if we have too much of anything, it can harm us. Mm-hmm. But I think people throw around, like if we have too much water, we can drown. I told somebody that and they were in disbelief, but that is true. We can, we can drink too much water and die. That has happened. <laughs> and... When it comes to toxicity and they're talking about even the research studies, oh, well, this did this, like, and especially when we're talking about animal studies, they give these animals an unbelievable amount of whatever that that item is that we would not consume as humans. Mm-hmm. And we cannot compare those. So I see a lot of, you know, we're talking about sugar substitutes. We could talk about oils, really anything. And they're like, oh, it's toxic or pesticides. Like, if we think about the amount of food or quantity that we would have to get to that level, it's just not reasonable. Mm-hmm. But also it does support the recommendation to have a variety of a varied diet to eat 
a variety of different things. Nobody should be eating the same thing every day. So maybe that can help you also to to prevent the to to maybe feel better about the idea of potentially getting to that quantity. I don't think anybody ever would. But, you know, I have seen some extreme things on TLC, so I don't know. (laughs) Right. You know, maybe there is someone out there and they need to be concerned about that. But I think in general, Americans and the conversation about toxicity is is manipulative. The way Mm -hmm. that I hear they're always trying to upsell you on some really, really expensive product and try to manipulate the research to scare you into getting your money, Mm -hmm. which I just I don't know. I just see that that's that's the the common theme in a lot of things that that I hear. And and like I told Angela before we started taping, like I've. I try to really read as much as possible when we're talking about the podcast, like what I what topics we talk on the podcast. So I'm not just choosing things that make me feel good because I really don't want to spend $14 on avocado oil. Um, And I was trying to read some source that was just going in about how bad seed oils were. It was incredibly long, but then I realized that they... They sell their own type of oil. Mm. So there is some bias there as well. So, so many factors to consider when, right. when we're talking about this stuff a lot. Yeah. And I would say, like, don't trust every Jane and Joe online. Right. You know, I mean, if, the, if it doesn't have an MD behind it or an RD or, you know, like, if they don't, if it doesn't look like they're... I don't want to say educated, but I want to say if they don't have anything to support, you know, their findings, quote unquote, then I would say, yeah. you know, maybe do it yourself. Maybe just, you know, take that video and be like, hey, this person just said this. I want to see if that's true. You know, it's it's about fact checking. Just just don't like, you know, go and, and repost it because you think like it's harmful right. in a way online, especially because you can just repost things with a click of a button. No, exactly. Maybe don't do that. Maybe maybe look at the research first. Right. And it is confusing and frustrating. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like I, I think like the field, because it's ever changing, sometimes is really hard to keep up with. It is. Even as a, somebody in the field working in the field, it's hard to keep up with. So I totally get it. Like for everyone out there who's like, but every day there's something new that I can't eat. And I totally, I totally get how you feel because I have to eat the same things as you do, right? Like I'm not in like a different world, alternative reality, eating something totally different. I have to eat the same things. So yeah, it is frustrating. Definitely. Right. But that's why you should rely on people that do have that educational background to be able to, to, you know, support those claims. But I will say that sometimes it's really frustrating because there are people who are even in the field who are say. saying some crazy things and you're like, what? What? So, yeah. and that's, you know, that's a conversation for another day. Oh, Lord. But yeah, the reason why, like, I wanted to talk about this was because somebody, a very famous male that has a very famous podcast, starts with a J, mm-hmm. ends with an R. He... I don't want to say his name. <laughs> he had a doctor on there. And this is where this like kind of all came about was because for three hours, this person 
rhymes with. He had a doctor on there and for three hours they talked about how terrible seed oils were. And then from that conversation, it like blew up and everyone was like, oh my God, seed oils are terrible. And and that's so frustrating. Um, but, I don't you even know. know who you're talking about. Oh, You got to tell me that offline. I will tell you uh, offline. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to promote him. <laughs> I don't okay. like him at all. <laughs> okay. And I think he's harmful. I think he's very harmful. But Because if it's that racist man, I thought they already put sanctions on one of those doctors. Oh, no. Was... Yeah, it is that man. But no. He's oh, bad. okay. He's been bad. Well, you know, the, the good thing is, because I was going to say similar to, what's that phrase? Like all skin folking ain't kin folk. Similar when it comes to sometimes some other professional health professionals they have some personal beliefs mm-hmm. that they hold as fact and they go out there and also contribute to the confusion but the good thing is that if they're still licensed that you as a consumer can call their their health boards and report them so mm-hmm. i encourage you to do that if they're putting yeah. out some harmful information and if you are worried about you know your seed oils the one last thing i'll say you can always look into getting cold-pressed oils, which, again, expensive. Yeah. But if you are worried, you know, if, you, if you've done the research yourself and you're like, I don't believe you, Angela and Delitra, that's <laughs> fine. You can always look at cold-pressed as well. And that means that um, it's it's a very slow process. It doesn't extract as much from the oils as much as, like, a refine, you know, the refined oils on, on the shelves do. So... It's expensive. You can't always find like cold pressed canola oil in the stores. So you'd have to order that online. But it's something to look into if that is something that you would like to do. Because I know when we talk about like olive oil, we say always get the extra virgin olive oil. And that's just because of the mm-hmm. extraction process. So if, you, if you're like, I'd like to use it, but I want to maybe get a better version of it, you can try the cold pressed. Right. Good point there. Good point. All right, guys. So we want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Nutrient Sisters podcast. Again, we want to hear from you. What do you think about seed oils? Did we change your mind? Did we further validate your belief that they're bad and that you're going (laughs) to continue to avoid them? We want you to share this episode with someone so you can continue the conversation with others about this. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to. Make sure you check out our most recent YouTube video where we tried the pink sauce so you can see the hilarity that ensued there. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook if you haven't already at Nutrient Sisters. And until the next episode, we'll talk to you later.